to a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories, India's very own travel podcast, where each week we share the journey of travelers in their own words and relive their experiences with you, our listeners. Hi guys, I'm Saif with my co-host Faiza, and you're listening to part two of our Independence Day special episode, The Great Indian Road Trip with Sai Kumar. In the previous episode, we discussed Sai's motivation for the road trip, how he prepared to set off on this trip, and his first leg of the travel, starting off from Coimbatore and traversing through the terrain of the Western Ghats, covering parts of Kerala, Karnataka, Goa, and Maharashtra, before heading off towards Gujarat, Rajasthan, and Punjab. So sit back and enjoy as Sai continues on his epic journey towards Leh and Ladakh, the crown jewels of every Indian road trip. So from Amritsar, after all these three days, I was actually planning to go to Kashmir. Uh-huh. Okay. But unfortunately, in uh, 2016, you're aware of the stone building yeah. and uh, uh, there were there were riots going down there. Uh-oh. And there was this uh, American kid who, uh, who got this Hero Honda bike from some uh, guy on uh, OLX. And he's like, he's come all the way from Kashmir, okay? Uh, oh so the people traveling from south up and the people who already finished their journey and coming down to Amritsar. Yeah. Okay. So we get to hear stories of what's going on. So sure. this guy with his GoPro was in Kashmir uh-huh. and uh, because he's fully covered, these people started throwing stones at him. Oh my God. And they, they smashed his GoPro and they like, they removed his helmet and they're going to hit him up. They saw him. He's a foreigner. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. Go, go, go. <laughs> and uh, he, he told me, don't go to Kashmir. It's, it's very dangerous. I lost my, uh, memory card it's gone now oh, all God. all those uh, those things so so i decided okay fine and i was i was i very badly wanted to go to kashmir because i've heard so much about that place uh-huh. dal lake and that serenity and all those yeah, things yeah. and now i had to change my plans oh my god okay so, so basically you, you have uh, two routes to ladakh okay. one is via kashmir the uh-huh. srinagar highway okay and the other one is manali highway yeah uh basically uh, manali highway is difficult Okay. And uh, because of the height as well, the altitude, you get altitude sickness and you don't acclimatize really quick okay. because uh, from it, the ranges are very high. Like from one day to the second day, you go very high and because of that, you get mountain sickness. Yeah. Whereas uh, the Srinagar Highway is a gradual increase uh-huh. and uh, you get acclimatized. Okay. But but the scenery is better on the Manali side. All right. So I kind of wanted to avoid this because I'm a, uh, I was chickening out and... But but it was okay. So something else happened in the meantime. Okay. So I met this uh, Brit guy called Peter, and uh, he's he was staying in uh, uh, Amritsar for the past ten days. Okay. So he he's been traveling the whole world. Basically, uh, he he came down from Mongolia, China, Thailand, oh. and all these places, and he somehow gained entry into India. And he started similarly from Chennai. Oh, so he'd nice. come all the way from Chennai to Amritsar. Oh, wow. Similar, uh, almost yeah, the same trip, route yeah. as mine. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he reached before me and uh, it was decided that I will tag along with him. He's like, he's like a pro traveler. Okay. Like oh, wow. he's on the top and I'm like on the lower, lowest rung of the ladder. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so he, he was the one who suggested that I should get boots because my yeah. shoes are wet all the time. Yeah. Oh. And uh, so we went and we made a few more purchasing and uh, he, he, he's the one who introduced me to maps me as well and I was using Google Maps all this time like right. no internet connection right, right. I know so, he had that problem 
<laughs> yeah so he tells me that there are these cool apps and stuff like that and and we go and so one fine day he decides that you just follow me we'll go to ladakh okay wow Uh, so I am I'm hesitating a little because I've been traveling alone and you know the thing about traveling with someone else is uh you have to consider them as well you're not yeah. at your own free will right. like you have to take care of them you have to see if they've reached if they, they are behind you uh yeah. and when they stop you have to stop when I stop they have to stop correct so so but I put all that behind and said okay let's go so what happens is uh, we we leave towards ladakh okay so i told you about this manali route and the right. srinagar route ha uh-huh. ha so from patan kot we cannot head further to srinagar because road blocks ha uh-huh. uh, from jammu they close the srinagar highway so they said uh, there's no point going in this route take the manali route okay so this guy comes up with this uh, plan of going via such pass uh-huh. uh, such pass is like the mother of all roads okay it's uh-huh. really really dangerous if you go on google maps you won't find this road because it's not a highway or uh, something it's a trail oh and uh, it's huh. very high altitude huh. and you get mountain sick and uh, uh, i mean you fall sick easily no and i wasn't aware of this i was yeah. like okay such pass yeah yeah pass pass we can go <laughs> uh, I, i was thinking like it it'll get risky on the way to ladakh like not in himachal pradesh itself yeah but uh, i wonder so, how do i i wonder how do they even know of all these roads like imagine like we being indians i feel so exactly. bad that yeah he knows a lot more he's got so much information and he's like correcting me on many things like when i tell the foreigners like okay this is this and he's like no dude that's not that's not the case it's it's this like he's got better information and i'm like God. okay <laughs> yeah uh, so but at this point you don't have an option you said rather even the srinagar highway was uh, yeah i thought this would go uh, keelong is like keelong comes after manali and keelong is where you start your actual ladakh trip uh from like all the bikers meet there and go yeah so so this is like he said it's a shortcut but you're not touching manali you without touching manali you go directly to kilos ah okay so i was like okay we are not touching manali good we are saving some distance and then i realized that south was really really difficult there were few landslides on the way we had to stop and uh, because the border uh, road organization they clear it and uh, this happened and uh, while riding up there's nobody like there's literally nobody and the scenery is like literally out of this world mm. they're like uh, very nice trees it's a little misty like i don't know it's like a very surreal dreamy state mm. i cannot say it's like a movie and all because uh, movies don't do justice to what you actually visually see <laughs> it was it was very beautiful and at the same time you're scared you're like this is your first time it's a very heavy bike and it's uh, because the snow melts in the top you know uh, the afternoon is when you have a lot of streams and streams are a little difficult to cross so because uh, sometimes the water takes the bike along with uh, the flow and stuff like yeah. that so so when you uh, come across a stream you stop you actually put full throttle uh, raise your vehicle uh, put your legs on the top and don't stop you just keep going yeah. you stop in the middle you're stuck so that happened a few times to me like uh, first time i got stuck there's shortness of breath there's no much oxygen as well uh-huh. oh so you don't yeah you don't realize that like you're panting uh, and you can't get out of the bike you are uh, lost you're a little disoriented and uh, i'm just honking honking for help and so he hears it he comes all the way walking down and he pushes the bike and imagine pushing the bike when there's less oxygen and stuff oh my god so somebody has to do that and i got stuck twice that way 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and both times he had come down to help me. He said, "Please don't do this again." Uh-huh. And I was like, "Okay, okay, okay." And in many places, you have to stop because the military is checking. They are taking your IDs and things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so finally we conquer this Sachpas, and he tells me we finished, and I'm like, "Oh my God, this is beautiful!" So I take a lot of pictures. And if you see the video where I'm doing one uh, 360 degree selfie uh-huh. narcissist uh, shot, uh, that was in Sachpas. Basically, oh. there's very small. snowflakes falling as well wow. so yeah finally snow no i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then uh, the descent begins like you start going down okay that's another challenge the, in itself right yeah because second gear again and one uh, slip you, you're going down so yeah. scary but uh, when you finish it you realize how did i do this like okay <laughs> wow and there was a landslide and uh, there were some boulders which had blocked the road and there was this uh, jeep in front of us after some time when we were descending mm. which came out of nowhere <laughs> and uh, they like they, they stop everybody quickly gets out they have their hammers ready they just uh, start picking on all the boulders they smash it they move it they get into the vehicle and they keep going like as if nothing happened because <laughs> they're so used to it and we are yeah. like okay i'm trying to help okay like i'm trying to lift a boulder but i cannot and like then i take group photos and then we leave <laughs> So that day uh, was very tiring because again when we reached this place called Killar which was Killar uh, I don't know uh, <laughs> it was very bad uh, we were in very bad state I sprained my leg I couldn't climb the stairs uh, because of the high altitude everything is terrace terrace houses yeah. so yeah so that day uh, both of us fell sick we took uh, paracetamols we had uh, some soup and then we just went out and it was literally back breaking no how long yeah. how long of a ride was this you said uh, we started early morning from amritsar at uh, 5:30 okay uh, so preparation 6:30 we uh, we were on the road mm. and when we reached killar it was uh, around 9 o'clock in the oh, evening okay. so con- oh. continuous ride yeah. and uh, in between the thing as i said there's there's no civilization there, there's yeah. no electricity there's literally only sheep and stuff like that so this one place there was a tent where i was like i uh, because we are hungry also there's no food to eat so we reached this uh, small settlement of ca- tents basically uh, they some of them are from nepal they come during this uh, travel season set up small tents and they have maggi noodles eggs and all those things so i had one quick maggie was literally very happy to see that <laughs> and then we went on our way so whenever we get chance we buy a lot of biscuits chips yeah and store them yeah i saw the lace packet yeah. and i like the <laughs> yeah. flavor too <laughs> yeah green is the best yeah i feel yeah. that <laughs> yeah she's crazy about food. yeah Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of uh, those lays and uh, hide and seek biscuits because you're craving for sweet or some yeah. you know close to home kind of food. Yeah, right, right. That's true. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. So so the end of this was Killar you said? Uh, that's where we yeah, stopped Killar. for the day. So we stopped in Killar for the day. Next morning uh, there were some monkeys hopping around on the staircase railing <laughs> and uh, we said hi to them and then we made a move Udaipur not the Udaipur in Rajasthan but there's uh-huh. another one in Himachal Pradesh. Right. Okay. So this is after Udaipur is Keelong. Keelong is where uh, you have bypassed Manali and you reach Keelong. Yeah. Okay? So on the way to Udaipur uh, so we there are no petrol bunks okay so people actually store uh, petrol in cans and they sell you for a higher price oh, oh. so we stop and we find this place and uh, uh, 
I had this chance to buy a funnel back in Kerala, but I didn't because the funnel is too big and I said it's not going to fit in my bag. So I threw it out. Mm. And I was desperately in need of a funnel to pour uh, petrol. Mm. So, and this guy is like, uh, don't worry. He takes this uh, plastic bottle. He huh. chops it into half, oh, inverts it. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, hey, that's a nice travel hack again. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so, uh, we fill uh, our tanks and we're on the way to Udaipur where we, it's a small village. We spend the night there and uh, I go out to buy a uh, slice of mango juice and all. And there's this guy playing the guitar under starry skies. Like there's no electricity. Uh-huh. And he's just playing wonderful song. He was playing Mithua from... Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's like literally awesome. I have a video of it, no. but I cannot upload because it's too dark. Like you can't see anything, but you can just hear his beautiful voice. Oh, yeah. And his uh, finger pattern on the guitar and stuff. So that day is gone and I'm happy after a long time because after all the stressful ride, it's like, okay, fine, nice. Uh-huh. nice. So next stop is Keelong. Keelong is where uh, people from Manali head towards uh, Ladakh. Okay. And it's, uh, it's kind of a small town, you can say. There's there like a few hotels where you can uh, actually decent rooms. Uh, here we have good food, like you have some restaurants as well. So we stopped there. I stopped there for two, three days because we are taking rest from uh, the, that backbreaking journey because we felt sick as well, right? True. Mm-hmm. And uh, loads and loads and loads of uh, riders. Everywhere you turn around, there's a bullet oh. and somebody's riding, somebody's coming to stay. And so that was nice. And uh, we stayed there for two days. Uh, I got Wi Fi after such a long time, but the connection was so, so bad. Like, it it keeps going off and comes back after a very long time. So so I'm just trying to update uh, where I am, posting pictures on Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. So from Keelong, we move on towards... Uh, Keelong is uh, also where you have the last petrol bunk. Oh, yeah. uh, and the next one is in Ladakh. Okay. So almost uh, 200, 300 kilometers away. You have so to- you have to fill your tanks, you have to carry uh, enough jerry cans. And luckily, mine is a 20 liter capacity. So which can run actually on one uh, full tank. So I ended up donating fuel to all the other bikes. <laughs> So that that's the only good thing about a 500cc Thunderbird. And you have this capacity only on the Thunderbird. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I had no hassles with the bike. There are a lot of opinions on the forums out there about a uh, Royal Enfield. But luckily mine, nothing, no problems. Yeah, that's, that's good, good. thank God, yeah. Uh, one more important thing is that uh, a lot of people face is punctures. Uh, yeah. A lot of tires get punctured on the way. Uh-huh. And uh, there are always people who stop to help. Uh, be it a rider because they know that uh, if you are going to pass him you are going to stop at one place yeah so so you have to actually a lot of people are helpful so even when i'd stop just uh, casually to take uh, pictures or you know take a break people would actually stop and say are you okay are you fine do you need anything that's nice and it was like there was a very nice uh, spirit of humanity yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) a kind of camaraderie right yeah Yeah. and and people as well because uh, I don't know. It's it's just um, high altitudes, and uh, you're uh, most of you are far away from home. Exactly. Like so it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And another beautiful thing that I noticed is every time a rider passes, like mm-hmm. from the opposite direction, you you show your thumbs up sign. Yeah, that's true. You do this, or you salute. Uh-huh. 
so this i didn't realize in the beginning uh, and I, I, a lot of times i didn't do it but then i started doing it it's just to show that you're fine you're safe and you're good luck on your way ahead oh, okay so, that's nice so that's a very nice thing yeah yeah awesome. so and uh tires as i was mentioning i had filled a gel so a puncture resistant gel so uh-huh. basically it's a fluid and you it's it's very cheap you get it for 100 rupees or something before you start your travel make sure you fill your tires with this thing so that even if it gets punctured you are fine for a few more kilometers okay yeah, that's okay. a that's a good bit of yeah. advice yeah and if you have tubeless tires you're fine anyway correct right. yeah. so so how yeah. long uh, did you finish this off the keelong to ladakh um, in a day or did you make stops on the way yeah basically uh, from keelong to leh there are two stops one is sarchu uh-huh. and one is pang Uh, Sarchu is a low altitude and Pang is high altitude, and then from there again you descend towards Leh. Uh, so you either have an option to stay in Sarchu or stay in Pang or directly head to uh, Leh, which is not advisable. Right. Uh, this is from Keelong. So what I did was, uh, I, when I reached Sarchu, it was uh, they told me you better stay here because Pang is a little higher and you'll start feeling sick again because mm. you have to acclimatize as well. Yeah. So Pang, uh, so I skipped Pang. I stayed in Sarchu, which is literally small uh, uh, makeshift huts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that steel uh, aluminium roof kind, uh, small small sheds, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So there are all these small Tibetan uh, families who give you food, who make uh, chapatis, noodles, eggs. They they've stocked it for the season, and they're all temporary as well. Okay, so these are people yeah. you said they come from Nepal and they set up these stores. Uh, no, no uh, most of them are huh. no, no. The, these people are some of them are from Ladakh. They come okay. here for the season. Okay, yeah. okay. So uh, very hospitable people. They're very kind, and it's it's really very nice to stay. So I decided I'll stay there in a small uh, shack, uh-huh. which was like a huge mattress and like six seven people could sleep in a row. Oh wow! And you're actually very tired. You don't mind the hygiene now. Like you just want to sleep. <laughs> so and and you're feeling very uh, what to say very disoriented you're feeling very sick you want to puke all the time and uh, some people take tablets in advance to, yeah. so their blood thins oh. blood thinners so uh, so it's easy for them to breathe or you know not fall sick then you have that tablet for not vomiting right. yeah yeah or you could do it the natural way by which peter enlightened me uh, to have garlic garlic yeah, yeah i've heard this one before <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and he like he ate one whole garlic and I was like, okay. Wow. So I was uh, acting as the translator for him in Hindi, and my Hindi sucks big time, <laughs> even though I've uh, learned it in school for ten years. But uh, there was this place where we reached, and we were really hungry. And this couple, like very old couple, they offered us food, okay, uh-huh. uh, like white rice and dal. Okay. And uh, it was five o'clock or something, so we're not sure if we would get something. <laughs> they have wine shops they have alcohol available but not water oh lord it <laughs> is very strange <laughs> yeah and uh, so we are having food and he asks me for garlic and i'm telling can you give me some garlic and i'm like he doesn't know what is garlic oh and i forgot the hindi word for garlic uh, so i'm trying to explain to him <laughs> yeah. and inter- inter- internet is not working google is not oh, translator yeah and i'm like shit same <laughs> so explain to you jo pyaaz hota hai na so uh, onion it's very similar same 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 and he's still not getting it and the lady comes and it tells you come inside so uh, peter goes inside and he's searching the vegetable uh, box and he finds garlic and he brings it out oh, thank god <laughs> yeah 
So there's just so many other things that happen that if I keep telling, I have to like <laughs> make a whole season, I believe. <laughs> uh. So after Sachu, we spend the night in Sachu, and the next day we are going. Uh, Pang is close by, uh-huh. which is uh, close by in the sense twenty kilometers will take you to two to three hours. Yeah, sure. uh, so one more thing, when I crossed into Jammu Kashmir, like Sachu is right after Jammu Kashmir, uh, like after Himachal Pradesh. Uh-huh. Is Sar uh, is Sarchu, which is uh, the check post of Jammu Kashmir. So uh, you have to stop your bike, give your ID cards, and they make an entry. And as I'm doing this, there's this foreigner who's walking. Yeah. And uh, he's just walking with a camera on his neck. Okay, like the strap is on his neck and a small rucksack. Okay. And uh, the cop asks, "Where is your bike?" It's like, "No bike. I came walking." Mm-hmm. And like the both of us are looking at him. <laughs> he's literally walking all the way to Ladakh. Oh I'm God. like. <laughs> Who are you? Like, what are you? He's just wearing a hat and he's just walking. And and from then on, I see a lot of uh, cyclists, a lot of uh, people who are actually walking. And they they do this. They, I think they do this yearly or something. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> so we head to Pang. Uh, we stop in Pang. It starts raining. And uh, the roads, like right from Patan Court up uh-huh. till this uh, Pang place, is very bad. So it's been like four five days now. We we're all on rocky roads, ups and downs, second gear, wasting fuel, and it's starting to get very irritating. You're already irritated. Yeah. And you you're spending like what six seven hours of the day just covering twenty kilometers, which is like sure. when when you can actually cover two fifty kilometers, you're doing twenty, which is very frustrating. Right. So uh, after Pang, there is this beautiful stretch of road where you see on all photos of people who go to Ladakh, they take pictures here. Uh-huh. Like it's a huge stretch of road for several kilometers, and it's super old. Like it's not rocky or anything. Uh-huh. It's it's plains. You get a brief uh, plain over there. So that's where people uh, just. Uh, stop in the middle of the road, take pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, everybody is eager and everyone's asking, when is this road going to come? When is this go- road going to come? Because you're dying to ride <laughs> the actual, you know, like I'm riding to Ladakh. Like <laughs> we all imagine that, oh, it's just like a highway ride. You can go straight and touch hundred and see mountains on both sides. But unfortunately, it's all ups and downs, and you have to be very careful. You have to be ultra focused and stuff like that. Yeah. So after Pang, this road comes, and I'm like, I-, I could actually fall on the road and kiss it. I'm that happy. <laughs> sure. And uh, so I'm riding happily. Uh, it's it's starting to rain also, which ruined uh, the moment for a while. But then there's this tea place where you stop. You have tea, biscuits, uh, tea. You literally, when you hold it in your hand, it's very nice because it's hot and yeah, uh, it helps a lot. So that happened, yeah. And then you reach Ladakh. It's it's all the Ladakh in the sense lake. Okay. This is the city where you go to. Uh-huh. So we reach there around evening, five o'clock, and half of your journey is over. You've done it. You realize <laughs> that you've done it. You've wow. actually touched the top. So yeah, which like which day was summit. this? <laughs> this was after three weeks. Yeah, almost. Uh, yeah. So basically, on day thirty-six, I'm in Leh. Oh wow! Okay, okay. day thirty-six. Yeah, and I spent a lot of time in Leh. Literally ten, two weeks in Leh, I believe. Oh okay. Yeah, because I was waiting for my sister to arrive. They were coming by flight from Bangalore. Ah, nice. And my brother-in-law as well. So, so we decided to do a mini lay inside lay trip. Yeah, it, it must have been good to see family after um, after a month. Very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was very excited, very yeah. happy. And uh, for them, it's like it's nothing. They've just come from their routine, normal uh, exactly. daily life. Yeah. But. <laughs> 
well it's very nice to have uh, seen them we spent uh, two weeks we hired a innova taxi from there uh-huh. and we went to pangong where they shot the three idiots movie yeah <laughs> so pangong is uh literally overrated uh oh you think so yeah it is because that's what all the people in they try to tell you but uh you're like oh no uh pangong three days oh no we have to go there <laughs> uh it is a little overrated to be honest so the thing is uh, the trip from leh to pangong is beautiful because on the way you see so many uh so much of beautiful scenery that it's very overwhelming mm. like things that you've read in books only like you know horses grazing in the field uh-huh. cascades waterfalls uh-huh. and greenery everywhere and there's a lot of brown rocky mountains as well but still it's it's very beautiful but once you reach pangong it's just a lake and if the sun is shining you you have different shades of uh-huh. colors of the water wow. it's beautiful uh-huh. but it was cloudy when i was there and <laughs> there were a few restaurants uh, with all rancho cafe three idiots cafe all with american <laughs> posters over there and we had food and we actually left the same day you can actually uh, stay overnight Okay. but there's nothing to do it's it's so dark there that you're not actually seeing anything oh unless you want to do astro uh, photography you want to do stargazing and right. things like that you can stay there but okay. otherwise you can actually leave the same day okay yeah and then there are a couple of monasteries tikse monastery is a must see in uh, leh it's okay. beautiful uh-huh. uh shanti stupa which was uh, contributed by the japanese uh, as a symbol of peace uh-huh. uh that is nice and leh itself is nice to explore you can explore the marketplace Mm. uh i met a couple of friends over there uh-huh. uh we had tea and samosa nice nice stuff nice uh, the food you get a lot of intercontinental dishes but they are not really intercontinental mm. uh okay. you have pizzas and pastries and things but yeah you have to you just have to be careful okay and uh, you said you spent about 2 weeks yeah basically there's so many homestays in leh mm. and the many hotels as well i would suggest you avoid the hotel and stay in homestays okay uh because you get uh, to experience the local uh, family as well you can stay with them you can see what goes on sure. uh some houses won't have internet uh, internet is rare you have to actually go to the market sometimes to get wifi connection uh-huh. if you're lucky it comes to your own mobile but most of the time there's no internet and i was literally googling trying to find out the situation in kashmir mm-hmm. uh because i still wanted to go to kashmir uh. and i was hearing a lot of horror stories uh, about how people came with convoys they had to sneak out at night oh. uh and then i said okay leave it not this time yeah it's quite scary yeah and uh, there's a lot of stuff to do in leh like all the nearby places like uh, nubra valley Uh, which is desert you have the domedian camels the one with two humps oh uh-huh. my god okay <laughs> yeah yeah and camels like in ladakh uh-huh. wow uh, i know and and, and i got to understand <laughs> yeah jammu kashmir is, is a state which is actually split like the eastern side is ladakh where you have all the buddhists okay and the other side is the valley kashmir where right. conflict is going on like right. it's is I don't know geographically it's a very complicated place and uh, the people the people on this side have different views of the others they're like oh ye nahi sudrenge they're always trying to find trouble no, they, they could don't. actually live in peace but they purposely doing this oh. and I I wanted to hear the story from the other side as well but unfortunately I could not go there right. yeah there were people who were telling me about uh, what happened during the Kargil war there's a museum dedicated to Kargil war uh-huh. 
because that's where it happened right right, right. Uh, like uh, they were trying to cut off the supply from ladakh and uh, fortunately we uh, recaptured kargil so thank god so nice museum if you have time you can check that out as well okay yeah and i stayed in a homestay uh, with this guy called pema who's a very nice guy okay uh, and his mom there was nothing to do in the house basically it's just <laughs> one uh, there are four bedrooms and i took one bedroom just 200 or 300 rupees i don't remember really oh. per day but it's okay because that's how they make their living and it's just for four five months and once the snow starts falling everything is covered and there are no tourists yeah that's true so and things are a little costly to eat and stuff but it's okay uh-huh. uh, the few books i got to read from uh, one of the uh, uh, person i'd met in the other room okay uh, who'd actually come walking from uh, kashmir i mean from kanyakumari oh my god i don't know how group. did he do that <laughs> it's a lady she's a lady and she's from bangalore Oh my So uh she'd come from Kanyakumari all the way up to uh, Ladakh. No, the just by foot. Yeah, it took one year I believe. Oh good lord. Okay, I need to <laughs> know how group. many footwear <laughs> did she change and what shoes was she wearing? <laughs> There were basically a group of people and uh, she uh, it ended in Kashmir but she uh, continued towards Ladakh. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah, lots of stories you get to hear. So she gave me some books, kept reading them and I was just waiting for my sister to arrive and then we did our own exploring and then uh, one fine day after they left, uh, I decided I'll go down. Finally. <laughs> yeah, uh, go down in the sense I still wanted to do the eastern side, but then I was hearing stories about after I reached uh, Chandigarh, mm-hmm. I came to know that Varanasi is flooded right. and uh, Assam, Bihar is also flooded. So so i could not pursue that direction hmm. so coming so, down was a, a whole different story because again you're alone and you're like you have to do the whole thing again exactly <laughs> yeah but luckily i'm going to manali this time the uh, same route till kelong uh-huh. no such was and yeah. uh, peter and i had uh, split in lay so like we'll do our own thing now uh-huh. Uh, so all the Brits that we met in Keelong are roaming here and there. Like you see them in some restaurant, you say hi, how are you? And then you go on with your stuff. So on the way back, I'm alone, all by myself again, and it's uh, okay, okay. And I'm a little scared because on the way up, you had so many people, and on the way back, there's nobody. Right. And insert insert mandatory philosophy here, saying that at the end, there's no, this this is going to be no one. It's just oh, wow. and, <laughs> emotional stuff like that. Yeah. So your route back was uh, from Manali. Which way did you head back again through Punjab, or uh, how was this? Uh, yeah, from Manali. Once I reached uh, the same uh, after Sarchu, after Kilong, uh-huh. I stayed in the same places. Uh-huh. Uh, I went back to. Uh, oh, I had not stayed in Sarchu. I had come back to this place called Jespa. Oh. where they have temporary tents but i stayed in a room i was lucky and it was raining really hard that time and uh, uh, after jaspa i had gone all the way down to manali manali i'm familiar because i've been there before okay okay and uh, from manali i decided to head towards chandigarh uh-huh. so once i reached chandigarh i'm back to normal national highways yeah <laughs> so yeah that was a big huge huge relief yeah. <laughs> after so many after like literally a, a month i don't know so reach chandigarh and chandigarh is a beautiful well planned city sure. right yeah again been there before but places of interest are rock garden and uh, food, food. you get you get so much to eat there yeah yeah <laughs> 
so i didn't i stayed overnight and left uh, straight for uh, delhi okay. at the moment i reached delhi i felt sick oh delhi better. because no the pollution <laughs> oh lot okay yeah so delhi again i stayed for two days in a hostel where i met a lot of people again travelers and some uh, local delhiites and it was fun i stayed there for two days i've heard so much about the food there Uh-huh. So had street food uh, and yeah, I was a little sick as well. Throat right. pain and really depresses your mood. So pretty right. much in the hostel, I was playing Xbox, <laughs> which uh, they were uh, generous to hand over to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I made a move to uh, Agra. Agra I've again uh, seen before, but I had to do it this time for the sake of photography. Right. Okay. Because you need Taj Mahal in your photos. What What is an India trip without Taj Mahal? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I am literally dead when I reach Agra. This is Yamuna Expressway, which is much talked about. Uh-huh. And while I was there, there was no one on the road. I don't know. It was because August fifteenth. I'm not too sure. So uh, I finish. I reach Agra, and I uh, book this hostel, and I'm 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 literally flat on the bed for two days. I take antibiotics because uh-huh. I can't move, and for food I can't go out. So I order McDonald's. No other go. So I finish uh, Agra and I celebrate my birthday in my uh, hostel bed. All sick. <laughs> yeah, oh. which was okay. You had, yeah, Nothing you had to an complain. amazing like three. Yeah, four, I'm like I'm. I know I'm very confident. Okay, like I'm I the boss. Like I know that I'll be a hero when I go home. I know. Perfect. Like I have all this thing in my head, which nothing happened, but still. <laughs> <laughs> you are a hero trust me when we read about your trip trust me that's a everybody hero. is yeah. every every single person who's traveled or who wants to travel is yeah. right and uh, so after agra the typical taj mahal i spent like almost 3 4 hours taking different photos of taj mahal mm-hmm. in different angles uh-huh. and then you have tour guides like who are literally harassing you like yeah. do this do that correct correct <laughs> pushing you to hurry yeah. up right you you want to stay there and um, enjoy the place and uh, but these guys are uh, harassing you oh, come this way come that way we've got to finish uh, yeah. take you to the space next and but uh, i've seen in some pictures there's a side angle of taj mahal with the yamuna river oh, yeah right, right. Uh, i don't know if you, it's there in one of my pictures i believe okay so after you come out of the main entrance you have to walk towards your left uh-huh. there's a small road that goes down it okay. leads you towards the banks of yamuna okay and from there you can see a different angle of taj mahal Oh. Uh so I went there there was a temple over there and there were a few boys sitting by the river uh-huh. and then I took some pictures clearly that was a nice place like I felt that was much better than the actual uh, yeah. premises you know like right. inside so after that came back and then spent the night there nobody was in the hostel except for two three people uh-huh. and then again I moved the next day okay so the return trip was very quick very very quick because i was tired and fed up for some reason because i was also a little upset that i was not able to do varanasi 
Assam and uh, the other side because my actual intention was to touch all four corners uh-huh. and I've done only two so far I haven't even touched Kanyakumari yeah. and Kanyakumari was not uh, actually the plan because I thought I'm from Coimbatore why should I go to Kanyakumari <laughs> yeah but on the way back I decided I'll compensate by going with so what I did was I started one fine morning from uh, Uttar Pradesh okay. and reached in Madhya Pradesh in Kajurah Okay. okay, Khajuraho. Yeah. From Madhya Pradesh, I went directly to Telangana. And the, Madhya Pradesh is quite big. So considering the state, that was completed in one day. Mm. I know. So, so Khajuraho is the only stop at uh, Madhya Pradesh. Yeah. Okay. I stayed for one night in Khajuraho, which is a very interesting place. Mm-hmm. Uh, quiet and uh, again, a lot of tourists. And uh, you know what the temples are famous for. Sure. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to explore, uh, but then I found this tourist guide who would not leave me. So I said, okay, fine. And he was explaining to me about all these statues. And I was like, okay, okay. Unfortunately, a lot of miscreants have damaged those beautiful uh, architecture over there. Right. Just because of what they're depicting, which is so stupid. Uh, no. Made my blood boil a little. Uh-uh. No, but, but then I you, think uh, these yeah. kind of people are all around. Even like a normal wall, they would just go and yeah. spoil it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't even have to be. Um, they don't even. They just need, need an excuse. Exactly, they just need something exactly. to like scribble something or they write their names. Because we've seen all True. nonsense stuff. I mean, a few days back we had been to a place where there was this guy's entire name written, okay. and he was like from Uti in the year nineteen seventy something. Yeah, some nonsense. Like, why would you spoil a wall by writing? So and so was here. Yeah, but uh, the ones that I'm talking about are uh, the erotic statues. Oh, right, right, right. They yeah. have been purposely vandalized. Oh, Lord. Like as if it's not meant for us to see and things yeah. like that. And uh, those those are stories from like olden times. What happened? And you find all sorts of things. Like right. uh, I don't know if I can mention on the show, but like you can uh, just your imagination run wild. Yeah. yeah, I completely understand what you're uh, referring to. Yeah, but, uh, but it's still sad. That uh, because it's a part of the history, uh, nobody has any business uh, going on and trying to correct that or um, exactly. change that. Well, I mean, correct is you're you're, you're trying to erase history by yeah, doing that. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's a must see place. Like it's got its own. Uh, there was a madrasi hotel also, there, and I had dosa. <laughs> no, lucky. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the next day I left and I reached uh, Telangana. Actually, Andhra Pradesh, because uh, I crossed Telangana as well. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, that's quite a lot of... What, right? yeah. okay. what is it? Yeah. 600 kilometers or... Uh... No, no, it doesn't touch 600, maybe oh, 400 okay. plus, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, once I reach uh, Nizamabad, this is the place. Uh, the, the roads are beautiful. It's, it's just straight, a big stretch. Uh-huh. And you have no problems. You can touch easily 120, 140. And there's not much traffic also. So that, that enabled me to complete the journey quickly. Mm. So once I reached uh, Telangana, Andhra Pradesh, I was like, okay, now I'm very close to home. <laughs> so uh, as I said earlier, I had my dosa and I slept there for one day. Uh-huh. Uh, the next day I decided I'll go to Hyderabad. Okay. Uh, so I've never been to Hyderabad. And I went there and I spent two days in Hyderabad looking around. You have uh, the fort. Right. Uh, you have Charminar, yeah, Golconda Fort. Yes, yeah. I forgot the name. And uh, you have Ramoji Film City, which I didn't go to. Uh-huh. Then there's a mosque where they uh, say that Prophet Muhammad's uh, 
I think the sand from Mecca or something was used. Mm, okay. 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 So, so that's right next to the Charminar. So that's a nice mosque. I'd gone there, oh. spent some time there as well. Okay. So yeah, Hyderabad, and uh, I didn't have Hyderabad biryani. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not in the mood or something. Instead, I kept eating junk food all the time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, from Hyderabad, I moved to Bangalore. Okay. which was quite easy because it's, right. the roads are good as well yeah <laughs> so yeah bangalore yeah. <laughs> i stayed <Bangalore>. in <laughs> koramangala uh-huh. and uh, it was nice i stayed there for 2 3 days and what happened is my number plate is a tn registration tamil nadu registration yeah uh, unfortunately the kaveri issue started oh god <laughs> back then oh and they were burning burning tamil nadu vehicles vehicles yeah <laughs> yeah oh god <laughs> so i i got the message and i was asked to hide my bike uh-huh. and i was like okay no thank you i'm not hiding and i made it straight to hosur oh uh, electronic city flyover <laughs> <laughs> yeah electronic city flyover and uh, after crossing hosur i stopped in some tea shop and i'm switching on the news and they're like so many messages they blocked the roads they oh. started uh, creating problems and things like that so like okay uh, you, you probably just quick uh, escape yeah escaped in the nick of time i think because it got pretty ugly yeah, after that it got ugly yes yeah. because they trashed uh, drivers and yeah. stuff like that and the thing with me is me being a mix of all these uh, stays like i'm half uh, karnataka i don't know what half tamilian maybe a little bit of malayali also uh so i don't know i don't know which side to stand you know i could pretend that i am a karnataka i could pretend i am a tamilian but my bike would give it away so yeah okay was your safe thank god yeah leaving all the problems behind i happily moved to madurai which is like literally the heart of tamil nadu uh and it's a beautiful city there's a famous temple the meenakshi amman temple sure. uh which has again been featured in many uh, channels because of its architecture and precise location of uh, statues that align with the planets mm-hmm. even today yeah and so that's an architecture marvel it's a huge temple and a beautiful looking temple as well true true it's it's very beautiful the thing as you said the gopra as they call it it's, it's really beautiful uh, did you spend yeah. uh, did you spend more time uh, at madurai no just one day just one okay. day again so uh, from madurai if i i go straight to kanyakumari and when i reach kanyakumari it's onam festival and onam oh. is uh, famous for sadhya yeah. uh-huh. uh, which is the traditional uh, meal on banana leaf yeah. right right yeah <laughs> so i'm dying to have this but unfortunately kanyakumari is tamil nadu Uh-huh. Uh, also very close to Kerala, and luckily some restaurants were serving. Oh, good. Okay, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I yeah. I got the food, but not in a banana leaf in the stainless steel plate. Okay, with a round banana leaf cut and uh, kept on it. Okay, close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it was delicious. So oh, I've uh, done my part for them. Right. And uh, you visit the. bottom most part and then you stand there it's crowded but yeah. you still stand there and you think okay oh. i've done uh, kashmir i've done ladakh and now i'm in kanyakumari wow yeah, okay this is nice and stuff like that there's a swami vivekananda rock memorial yeah. uh, which you have to take a small ferry and visit there's a vivekananda museum by the way yeah. which uh, guys you guys should if you make a trip there you should go and visit Basically, Swami Vivekananda is also a traveler, which a lot of people don't know. Oh, okay. And uh, the museum 
has uh, inscriptions like uh, artificial ones and it explains his journey throughout india and how he faced uh, so many hardships like how uh, people treated him how the good days the bad days like there were times he suffered without food and only one uh, dalit man offered him some rice or something like that so so it's nice like and then you see that and you're like wow so yeah. everybody is uh, ascetic some traveler right right it's basically in your blood like you just have to go out there and explore <laughs> true true absolutely yeah so from there i moved all the way to trivandrum uh-huh. uh trivandrum is another uh, beautiful place uh, you have the good beaches there i was put up in a homestay <clears throat> and all i did was rest but So Trivandrum is done, and I've got only one more stop, Sabrimala. I go there, uh-huh. I see my parents. Uh-huh. They are so happy to see me. In one place. <laughs> and uh, they're in a bus with thirty uh, other people. Okay, okay. Uh, so I'm on my bike, and I'm like, I'm going all the way up the park, uh-huh. and you have to climb this uh, hill for like three hours, three to four hours. Oh my god! Uh, just three hours if you're walking slow. Uh-huh. So then you climb. Uh, we have uh, Darshan. It's it's a nice place. You stay there for the night, and then next day, uh, back to my grandfather's place in Kerala. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, that's Kerala nice. is just just beautiful. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I have one or two pictures. It's a very political place, but if you ignore that, everything else is very nice. Mm, it's beautiful, yeah. And I spend some time with my grandfather, who uh, does not know that I'm this trip because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in his nineties uh, now, so oh, there's no okay, way that no one is telling. You don't him. want to scare him, yeah. <laughs> But I don't know how he figured it out. He uh-huh. knows that I've done it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. But he didn't want to say anything. He just said, "So you roamed everywhere and you came back." He didn't ask too many questions. <laughs> huh. And I was like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> So I spent some time with him, and then I'm back to Coimbatore. Oh God, how was that feeling coming back home? <laughs> coming back home, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was uh, there was a lot of sadness. I should be honest because yeah. I know that it's finished. Yeah. Because all uh, good things come to an end. I know. <laughs> and that's what just happened. But something kept me going. Like you know, I still have a lot of work to do. I have. to take out all the pictures i have to compile i have so much stuff to do that will keep me engaged but you know you experienced so much there's this so much in your heart and your soul is enriched and you're not able to tell anyone not 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 even the closest members like of my family and uh, i don't have a lot of friends but it's, it's something a lot of people ask you how was it trip how was it trip like i cannot tell that in one word yeah i can just say it's good but i'm not doing justice That's so true. And and the worst bit is that you know after two or three days, you become one among them. Yeah. So like they have their daily things to do, and you start doing the same thing, and then you you know slowly in the back of your head for a few uh, for one month it lingers in your memory, and after that you're back to normal. Right. Yeah, I know. that's the sad part. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. Yeah, because This, uh, yeah, before that it's so much action all along, and. Yeah, it's sad, but I guess you just start sinking into reality and going back to your True. previous life. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's almost like your previous life, right? It's it's sad, yeah. but, sad but true, as they say. <laughs> yeah, and then you're wondering whether you'll be able to do this again. Like, if you if you tell your family that I'm going to do this again next year, <laughs> they're like, 
Okay, we're going to disown me. <laughs> and, and if I ask my relatives for money, they're like, you think I'm going to pay you again? <laughs> yeah, okay. In that case, I think what they're yeah. going to do is they'll be like, okay, let this get, let's get this guy married. He'll settle in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I yeah. think you just need to find someone who understands you. A lucky you. partner, yeah. 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 And it's true. all good. <sighs> That's <laughs> exhausting journey, and yeah. amazing journey, I'm sure. And... Uh, Enriching, yeah. equally enriching at the same time. Sai, thank you so much for taking time out for doing this. Uh, I just can't find words to uh, thank you enough for doing this because it's talking about this has been um, quite exhausting. So I can imagine doing yeah. 77 day and 11,000 kilometer trip how exhausting and um true, true. and fulfilling at the same time i'm sure so. i should be the one thanking you guys for giving me an opportunity to share my story i haven't uh shared it in this length anywhere before <laughs> we are glad, this is yeah. the first medium that uh, i've poured out a lot of it i hope it was uh, interesting and i didn't bore you guys Trust or me, the audience every second uh, was interesting yeah it just felt like i've gone to the trip and i've come back trust me yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so okay <laughs> so you, yeah you, you took us as your pillion rider and uh, thank you so much for this for the reference of our listeners as well we'll post all the links to the pictures and the videos so thank you so much sai and um we hope to come back to you and listen to more stories yeah thank you thank so you much, much. Uh, thank you thank you guys thank, thank you. you that was yet another great episode of the musafir stories if you guys like the show please subscribe to us on itunes audio boom stitcher pocket radio or any other podcasting app that's available on ios or android you can also follow us on facebook twitter and instagram we go by the handle the musafir stories or If it suits you, you could email us at themusafirstories at gmail.com and visit our website www.themusafirstories.com for more information. All of these links will be made available in the show notes section of the podcast. So here's to more traveling, sharing and inspiring. Stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, happy travels and goodbye. At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at american.edu/gradschool.